The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. After a 300% run-up during the pandemic, lumber prices have crashed over 20%. Will climbing mortgage rates derail all hope for the lumber industry? Coming up on today's ETF Battles is a contest between lumber-focused ETFs from BlackRock and Invesco. So which ETF is the better play on lumber? Find out right after this. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. We appreciate your thoughtful ETF battle requests. Keep them coming. However, some viewers have requested matchups for ETF battles that have recently been done, so please do me a favor. Before sending your ETF battle matchups, be sure to first double-check our Season 3 playlist in the description section below. That will ensure that you do not send us any ETF battle requests for something that we've recently done. Lumber prices have been falling hard, along with home builders and just about everything tied to the construction sector. Now, higher interest rates have been a real party pooper. Today's ETF battle was requested by Mass and Sen and Uger. Is this the same viewer but with two different names? It sure looks awfully suspicious, but never mind that. We've got Cut from Invesco going up against Wood from BlackRock. Don't you just love ETFs with those vanity plate ticker symbols? Judging today's contest is a formidable duo. We've got Tom Ferrisegas with Bloomberg and Mike Akins with ETF Action. Judges, great to see you again. Welcome back. Good to be here, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Nice to see you again. So our four battle categories are cost, exposure strategy, performance, and mystery. For the mystery category, you, our judges, can choose any factor or thing that you think is critical to today's showdown. Our judges can also nominate wildcard ETFs if they feel that there's a better choice elsewhere. And they can also spot opt for split decisions. I've got the scorekeeping chores. And at the end of the show, we will declare an overall winner. Keep in mind that none of the battle outcomes are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or our judges. So let's kick things off with the first category, cost. Tom, get us started. Yeah, thanks, Ron. And uh, yeah, I love these tickers. Like uh, these are sort of good classic tickers. But headline expense ratio wood is much cheaper at 40 basis points compared to cut for it. So there's a big advantage there. But if we look at total cost of ownership, wood is bigger. It's about 200 million versus 66 million for cut. Spreads are a little bit tighter on wood. Also, if we look at implied liquidity is another metric we always like to look at. So flows that are coming in and out of the fund, uh, wood is also more liquid there. So uh, definitely a pretty clean cut cost advantage to wood. Thank you, Tom. That's a strong start. Mike, how do you see it when it comes to cost? I really... I'm not going to be able to add much there. Um, 
other than, uh, you know, there's still going to be variances in returns on these strategies. So while cost is important and these two products are very similar, so more so than some of the more uh, unique strat, um, battles we've had in the past, um, I think, you know, wood is cheaper by 20 basis points. It's more liquid. It has more assets under management across the board. Um, all things being equal, wood is your winner, hands down. Okay, that takes us next to exposure strategy. So, Mike, you're still up. Give us your analysis. So, yeah, when we look at uh, exposure um, for a wooden cut, that's really going to be your primary differences of how they go about um, identifying um, what companies are most involved with the global timber or timber and forestry industries. And really, um, it's difficult to gather that from their methodologies of the indexes they track. So you really got to look under the hood and kind of look at the different makeup. And the two biggest things I see um, as different differentiating these, these two strategies is one, wood comes with a significantly higher exposure to real estate. Um, that's going to give you um, some outsized yield, but it opens up a different level of risk um, as we've seen with real estate recently and rising interest rates. Um, so there's a one thing to look at. Um, whereas cuts going to be much more on that material side of the business, which I would call more the pure play companies in the timber space. Um, that's, that's one side. And the other side would be, um, wood's much more concentrated. Um, and then it's only has 24 holdings, whereas, um, cuts got a broader allocation across 67. Um, all in all, there's about 52% overlap in these two strategies. So they're going to be extremely highly correlated. It plays out in performance risk. Um, so, you, they are very similar. They're going to have very um, high correlation and return patterns. But if I was going to look at it in today's environment and give myself an, a winner on exposure, I think I would lean toward cut right now simply because of that um, less real estate exposure, which I think um, opens up uh, a little more volatility to um, how a REIT would achieve its income and how it would um, react in this current environment. So I, I like cut from just that exposure look through. But again, um, if you really want to get into this space, both products do a pretty good job with that biggest difference being concentration and um, the real estate exposure that you get in wood. Thank you, Mike. Tom, you're up next. How do you see it when it comes to exposure strategy? Yeah, Mike brought up a good point of that. You know, it's sort of like how many names could there be in timber and forestry, right? It's just sort of a very small area. So really it's important when you sort of look through it. The REIT difference was a huge one that I also picked up on. You get way more REITs than wood and, you know, given what's happening in the rate environment, just something to be aware of that you can be a little bit more sensitive to rates with that one. With cut, what I like is it's got a little bit more U.S. exposure and that's probably one geographically an area that I like a little bit better right now. So you're going to get a little, and you're going to get less REITs. Um, so that's a nice little, uh, jolt to, to cut. I do like that wood is more concentrated though. Um, when it comes to a lot of these thematic names, I, I do like the concentration uh, versus cut, which you, you know, you'll get a little bit uh, broader basket of names. So to me, that is what sort of my key differentiator here. I granted that there is the larger re exposure in, um, in wood. When I'm looking at a thematic ETF or something like this, I want uh, some more of the concentration. So I'm actually going to go on the opposite with Mike here and say sort of like Wood's uh, exposure uh, to this sector. That takes us next to the performance category. Tom, you're still up, so give it to us. It's really cool. Mike brought up a good point that even though they're not they're only about half or so overlap, the performance is really close. So even though maybe the names might be the same, the 
performance is pretty close. So over like even a one, three, five, they're, they're pretty close. Wood does edge out a little bit, but I don't want to say it's a huge, uh, like, uh, you know, over outperformance over cut. Cause they do, they do tend to be pretty highly correlated. So it's really, really close, but wood does get a, a slight advantage there. So I've got you down for wood on performance. Yep. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm accurately scoring this. Mike, you're up next. Do you agree with Tom's assessment of performance? Yeah, damn it. I do. Um, I think that uh, Wood has uh, definitely got the, the the advantage overall. But when you look at risk characteristics, um, cuts a little less, um, especially on the three-year. Kind of if you look at standard deviation, it's got a little less volatility. I think that can be played out in what we've seen this last year in interest rates. Um, but I think this brings up a good opportunity to talk about um, when expenses do matter. Because if you look at Wood's edge overcut um, over the one, three, five year, especially the three, five and 10 year, because these products have been around a long time. I mean, Wood's on the 10 year annualized as of last night's up 7.3%, cut 6.72 annualized. That can all be spelled out in a 20 basis point difference of expense ratio um, playing out over time. Um, so, you know, I am one of the first people on this show to always say, look, generally speaking, there's more important things in cost. But if you have two very similar products and you can prove out that, hey, their holdings are very similar, um, even if they're not exact, to give you an example of how similar they are, I mean, Wood has 24 holdings, Cut has 67, but Cut owns 22 of the 24 holdings of Wood, and they're the largest holdings in Cut. So you're talking about a, a good overlap of companies. And when you start getting into that similar products, unless there's a specific reason, like in my case, I don't like all the read exposure right now. Unless you have a specific reason to go with one or the other, that's when to start looking at cost, liquidity. And in this case, that's going to lean to Wood and it proves out the numbers for this battle. So Wood's my winner. Our judges are killing it with their analysis on today's ETF battles. I hope you're enjoying it. I know I am. That takes us next to the mystery battle category. Mike, Give us your mystery battle category. What is it and who wins it? Um, so I don't have a good mystery category today because it was such a close matchup of products. So so my challenge to myself was to see if I could, could do this. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? As much wood as a woodchuck chuck could. See, I can't do it. So my mystery category is I'm not very good under pressure, even when I'm trying to cheat and read it off the screen. So now I, I think, look, this strategy today is, is a, it's a good matchup. It's a good example of um, how to evaluate the ETF marketplace, but uh, I got no big winner um, loser in the mystic category other than, um, you know, understand why you own a product. And in this case, it's a very, as Tom pointed out earlier, unique aspect. Um, quick point. Um, if you look at all overlap outside of wooden cut put up to each other, the closest overlap of any product out of the, 2,000 plus equity ETFs in the U.S. market is a Finland ETF. So apparently Finland's got some forestry companies. But the, the point being is these are very good tactical tools if you have a specific reason to invest in this space. And um, they provide exposure that you will not find in other products where sometimes you buy a specific sector or industry or thematic. You've got big overlap to broad indexes. That is not the case here. So from a tactical tools perspective, and you have a reason to like this space, they're good products. Up until now, we've had no references to Paul Bunyan, but we have had references to woodchucks. So thank you very much for that, Mike. 
Uh, you're up next. Tom, what is your mystery battle category and who wins it? You know, I've been trying to hold myself back. There's a lot of wood puns, you know, that we could use here. So, But the one mystery category I like looking at with thematics is sort of percentage of revenue and revenue that's tied to that actual theme. And this is actually a byproduct of Wood's construction and where it actually factors that into the names it picks, how much of the revenue is relevant to that sector. And that does come through. So they actually have a higher revenue weighting towards, let's say, uh, forestry, right, in that sector. And again, with a thematic ETF, I know that there's the REIT problem with it right now or the, the REIT exposure. But when it comes to a theme, I want the purest, most concentrated exposure that I can get. And Wood that comes through with the percentage of revenue that's weighted towards the sector. So that mystery category is sort of, you know, how linked are they to that industry and would, uh, I would give it to Wood that the edges out there. Very good. Now we've arrived at the part of the show where our judges can give us their overall battle winner. So Tom, you're up, give it to us. Yeah, it's a really close one, but I think, uh, you know, uh, when you, when you look at it side by side, Wood just seems to edge out in the stuff that I that I'm looking at, just a little bit more. It's very very close. It's a really competitive, uh, both very competitive products. But on cost, on the the exposure, I like the concentration. Uh, so uh, my overall winner is going to be Wood. I also think it's slightly a better ticker uh, than Cut. They're both really really strong, um, you know. And if this product wasn't so big, I would probably recommend Kathy Wood buy it and get this ticker. I think it'd be a great uh, like ticker associated with her. But it's a, it's a Great product, 200 million or so, but uh, my overall winner is going to be Wood. Thank you, Tom. Mike, your final chance to weigh in with your overall winner. I think first and foremost, Tom had a better mystery category than I did, and that was an excellent point on revenue. Um, so hat tip to him on that. Um, I, I don't disagree with his take on that revenue piece from an overall product structure. However, um, I'm sticking with Cut as my product winner because I'm thinking about if I was going to invest in it today, um, I don't want that that read exposure. I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of cost of carry concerns with the REIT industry, especially um, outside of the um, equity real estate markets right now. And I just I just don't like it. So if I I can see a lot of reasons to to like the timber space. It's going to play into the commodity themes, the rising costs. Um, they should be able to capture that. The producers of these um, commodities of timber. But um, I don't love the real estate of wood right now, and so I'm going to give it to, to Cut. Well, our judges have weighed in, and according to the final battle scorecard, this is a split decision between Cut and Wood, and Tom making his argument in favor of Wood. Pretty much a clean sweep for Tom as far as Wood over Cut, making many good points about revenue. He liked the exposure strategy better. He liked the cost structure of wood better. Mike making his argument saying, listen, in this type of market environment, I like cut better because it's got more of that timber theme, less exposure to the real estate, which uh, has been hurt by higher interest rates. Our judges brought it today, making some great points, opposite conclusions. And I think that's one of the real strong points of this program is the fact that we give you multiple viewpoints, insights that you can't get anywhere else from the best in the business. Mike and Tom, thank you so much for your provocative analysis with today's Lumber ETF showdown. Well done. Thanks, Ron. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks a lot. This is fun. Be sure to visit the description section below for research links to our judges. And while you're there, check out the link to our program sponsor, Direction Investments. You can also see our viewer resources section. We've got online classes and financial tools do not forget to join our Margin of Safety 
tool waiting list. So my question to you, which ETF battles would you like to see in our next episode? Post your ETF ticker symbols in our YouTube comment section below, or you can hit us up on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. If we choose your ETF battle, you win your choice of an ETF battle shirt or a coffee mug. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.